Welcome to another episode of the Innovation Spotlight podcast. My name is Jakub Marcin and I am in charge of marketing and uplifting an international software studio specializing in building innovative and meaningful products. In this podcast, we interview our experts and guests who talk not only about their successes, but also their failures. Give us a follow and don't miss out on any episode of our podcast. Hi everyone, uh, welcome to another episode of our podcast and this is actually part two of the podcast about uh, prototyping and we have Roman here, hi Roman. Hi. And we'll talk about MVP. We started talking about prototyping, fake door technique and this episode will be dedicated to this one, to the, to the MVP. So Roman, what is MVP? You, you, you mentioned it several times in the last podcast. Right. So MVP stands for a minimum viable product. And um, again, uh, as I mentioned with the prototype, for me, MVP is more of an abstract concept. So M- MVP is basically, um, let's call it approach to test your product on the real market. So really actually like putting out, you know, uh, putting it out there to the wild and measuring uh, mm-hmm. how it's gonna, you know, and if, if it's actually if it can uh, you know withstand the pressures of the market and, and if it actually serves any needs and if there is um, an interest uh, in the in the in the product itself so um, for me um, MVP is anything that can help you to gather validated learning and Validating learning is something that tells you what your what the market actually wants, what your customers need, and whether there is a place for such a product. Um, and with the validating learning, you can iterate and rebuild this MVP and and find the next steps you need to make and adjustments you need to make to your MVP to continue or to and, and to experiment mm-hmm. and test more. So uh, so to put it into into perhaps contrast, prototyping more or less tests the initial ideas, whereas MVP tests the actual products. But to me they seem very similar. Okay, and is is the is the MVP already something you are coding, or is it already the is it already the app or anything close to app? Yeah, um, you know the minimum viable product uh, may confuse few people to think that you actually have to build at least some of the product, you know, but you actually you actually don't. So you don't have to build anything. Uh, just yet, and that's exactly what I meant by you know more of an abstract concept. I think it's anything really that can help you to get the validated learning you need. So, before an MVP could be created, there are always some hypotheses. Mm-hmm. So, 
unlike design thinking that starts with problem, you know, and problem discovery and, you know, really finding out about the problems that your users have and, you know, you know, delving more deeper into them and finding out how they manifest those problems. MVPs are usually starting with hypotheses. And it could be hypotheses, hypotheses like, you know, I believe that users will, you know, use this bit because it can help them to do something. So with MVP, you always have an experiment or test and the very start of the test or the experiment is hypotheses. Then you build the, the MVP according to your hypotheses. So you make, you need to make sure that the MVP will actually be able to put those hypotheses into test. Mm -hmm. And then uh, in order to kind of measure the success or fail of or failure of your MVP, you need to create something called, um, you know, actionable metrics, which are basically metrics that helps you to assess and evaluate the experiment. So for me, it's it's the step forward from Fedor technique, for example, because there you just or it's something different because on Fedor you are measuring somehow level of interest, mm -hmm. but here you are testing the functionalities of the app or the the core of the app. Um, not necessarily. Like mm -hmm. mo most of the f you know famous MVPs are, uh, you know, exactly just demonstrating what the product does, um, and gathering, gathering, you know, uh, getting traction, gathering, you know, f conversions and stuff like that. For example, Dropbox, the way mm -hmm. the way uh, Drop Dropbox came about was that uh, the founders actually made a, a video uh, that was actually showing how the Dropbox actually works and were like presenting the Dropbox, even though the you know the 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 product wasn't really built yet. Uh, and they put this video on a website, and with the help of this video, they were able to gather. Uh, way more conversions than they were without the video. So they basically just, without, without having anything, mm -hmm. they just um, demonstrated, simulated, and, 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 you know, presented their users with what the application actually can do. And just from this video, they were able to to get a lot of, lot of traction, a lot of uh, interest. And what was the conversion? What did they measure? Like uh, signing up for for the service or paying for it, or um, I I think they had signing up there. So so I believe, and you know, don't co quote me on that. I believe that before the video, they had something about five thousand subscriptions or or signups, mm -hmm. and after they put the video on, they they gathered something about seventy seventy five thousand. Uh, signing, you know, signups. So, uh, uh, so that's what they measured, mm -hmm. and that's what showed them that there is an interest. Because within this video, they demonstrated the features and they demonstrated how it works and stuff. So, yes, you need to demonstrate the, f you know, the the functionalities, but you don't have to build anything just yet. 
And that's like an example of Airbnb where the MVP was basically, um, you know, I think two or three guys basically had a, you know, had a, had a flat or apartment. Um, and they, uh, the hypothesis was that, you know, people uh, want to um, book uh, a private accommodation for a day or for a night um, and they're willing to pay for it a certain price. And so they were willing to sacrifice their flat or, or <laughs> their apartment for a day and they, uh, you know, offered their apartment, you know, for booking and included, I believe, breakfast or something to it and they put it on a website or uh, somewhere um, or social media, you know, don't, don't quote me on that as well. And... Um, and I think, you know, a few days after they put it on, on the website or even the same day, uh, some people actually booked the place and they, you know, they spend the night. Um, so without even actually having the application, without having, a, you know, one line of code, they were, they were actually able to simulate the conditions of the application and what it actually, what it actually would do mm -hmm. uh, just by, you know, doing it manually. Just doing it by hand, by you know, uh, writing the writing the offer down, you know, uh, putting on a website, and then you know, you know, pick a phone wherever someone you know would, was interested, and and just you know, make it all happen uh, on a paper, let's say, and not in the actual app, and that's how they actually found that there is an interest in booking private accommodation for a certain price. Uh, Mm -hmm. And and you know having interest in into uh, potential benefits or like add-ons like having a breakfast ready and or something like that. Yeah. yeah. So that sounds like you can have MVP as or you can create MVP like you could create video. You can you can create post on social media. You don't really have to code anything. No, no. That's 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 why I actually mean why by abstract concept. Because this minimum viable product sounds really like you know you have but to have yeah it sounds like it's product so yeah. it, you have to have something yeah, there yeah but we need to understand that application like most of the application are just helping to you know automate things mm -hmm. but you know beneath this automation there is certain process or certain processes that can be actually done by hand mm -hmm. manually and usually they have been done manually before. Uh, and, um, you know, nowadays people want to, you know, build applications right off the bat without any testing and without any experimentation. They just want to, you know, just do it approach, you know, yeah. just, just make it, uh, and put it out there and, and people see. don't know what they want. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and just see what happens. And we're always like saying, Hey, uh, this application that you want to build has certain pro underlying process that's going to happen within the application. And the application only helps to automate that. Mm -hmm. let's draw the, the process on a piece of paper and let's try to do it manually and find out whether there's some, you know, level of interest. And if there is, let's slowly build it. But, you know, you know, with, with agile approach and, you know, building steadily and, you know, continuous testing and, and, um, and validation. Yeah. So people can think that product must be product something called it, but it's not truth. There, there, another word there, viable. What does it mean, viable? Should it make money? Should it cover the expenses? How do you measure that the product is viable? Yeah. Um, 
uh, Eric Ries, uh, who wrote a book, A Lean Startup and uh, The Startup Way. Um, and, you know, he, he explains viable, pro you know, the, the word viable as, you know, if you want to make a sustainable business, uh, you need to, you know, continuously iterate and experiment and um, the product, the, the MVP that you create, those, you know, minimal, uh, th those tests or those experiments have to help you find out if uh, the business that would this, you know, product actually, you know, or if, if the business you want to, you know, create around the product would actually work and whether it, sh it would be, you know, uh, sustainable whether you can actually get this business ongoing uh, and if you can get more and more traction more and more users and if you're if you're able to you know uh, sustain the the current uh, customer base and if you're able to actually get more uh, new users and and find out whether um, the product that you're building because it's you know it, the the product building never actually stops. Uh, mm -hmm. You need to continuously, you know, uh, explore more options and and experiment and, and, and you know, iterate uh, to actually survive. Um, so definitely viable means that you know it has to be sustainable. You you have to find a way how to monetize it and how mm -hmm. to make sure it can you know withstand the competition. Yeah, but the MVP itself doesn't really have to be profitable or or doesn't really have to cover its expenses somehow it should somehow generate money probably yeah uh definitely it it should not uh be a, a means of you know getting uh, the, the 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 return on investment back Com at least at least completely and at least in the first few iterations definitely not mm -hmm. it's still an experiment it's still a way how to find out whether you're wrong or right, uh, whether you are on the right market, whether you talk to the right customers, and what adjustments you need to make uh, to make your business, the business around the product, sustainable. And uh, usually, you should be gathering some revenue or some money from those experiments. Um, but you should never uh, really consider MVP as a, as a way of getting the initial, you know, investment back mm -hmm. uh, or the, yeah, investment back, yeah. Yeah, so it should generate money. And I think this is one of the metrics you follow if it really generates money, if anyone is like willing to pay for the service. Uh, are there any other metrics you have to, you have to measure and analyze? Yeah. Generally, it 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 um, it's usually conversions. It's uh, you know um, how many new users you actually acquire. Um, if you're able to you know uh, sustain your current uh, you you know um, customer customer base, um, yeah. Also, also things like you know. Uh, cost of acquisition of of user or customer as well mm -hmm. yeah those are actionable metrics yeah and after that when you when you somehow analyze the results uh where where mvp leads you what what is the outcome and what's the next step um 
Well, it sh- it leads you into decision whether you should pivot or persevere or whether you should, you know, uh, you know, throw the, the idea or the product away <laughs> completely. But um, but usually what you should do is is to evaluate the experiment, look at the actionable metrics, find out if you actually met your uh, criteria that you said before the, the, the experiment and uh, the things that actually, you know, uh, proved to be working. You should, you know, you should keep them. You should, you should persevere with that. And with the rest, you should definitely, you should definitely, you know, change stuff. You should, you should potentially pivot as well. And uh, you should keep on iterating. It's, it's, you know, never ending. Mm-hmm. It's never ending story kind of. It's, it's really, it's all about continuous in- iterations and continuous improvement of your product. This, this, this journey is never actually, never done. Mm. When you said uh, you can persevere the original idea, it means that you gather data or you get the information then that the, the product somehow works, generates money. And then the other option is pivot. What does it mean for people who'd never heard that? I would be actually surprised if, you know, there are some people that who never heard of of, of the word pivot because it's it's very it's this um you know overused um startup you know jargon <laughs> uh so pivots are strategic changes in the direction of your business um and product because um the current product cannot actually survive or the current business the way it is cannot survive and need to change finding a better paths finding a better ways of delivering the value that you need to deliver um, and pivoting just always leads to next hypotheses and not uh, next experiments yeah so so it's it's evaluating okay this didn't work and this is why it didn't work now you know this hypothesis was was you know disproved how like what's the next hypothesis that we need to you know validate uh to make sure that you know we have created the value that you know our customers need and so we can pre- persevere with that mm-hmm. yeah. so like mvp can somehow uh show you that your original idea doesn't really work but maybe you can discover something else and that what makes you change your direction yeah um it could be that some of the hypotheses were validated uh you should you should you know those experiments with mvps you should usually use you know the the rule of thumb is is using three to five hypotheses but you can you know mm-hmm. you can have more you can have less it's up to you pretty much but uh you know it, it can happen that some of the hypotheses you know will end up disproved and some will be you know validated and you need to reflect on that and as i as i said you know keep what was working uh and you know pivot with the things that didn't work and you know try to find a new ways um how to create the value that your um customers look for mm-hmm. let's go back a little bit to mvp itself uh is there any number of people that should try your MVP and 
from that number you can collect some some learnings um that's a really hard question actually <laughs> um no i you know i i think it's upon your judgment mm-hmm. how how much is enough for you how you know on like you have to also consider things like how big is your market you know the market that you you know targeting um but but generally it's it's upon your judgment to say okay we've generated you know 10% curve con- conversions which is great out of how many um you know with regards to the market size is it enough is it not enough um uh so i i would say i would say uh you do need some numbers but it's upon your your own judgment whether you know what what is enough for you to kind of say okay i think i'm able or i i am able to act upon what i've learned and i know what i've learned and i know what i need to do now mhm great thanks a lot uh, i think that's very useful for our listeners do you want to add something in the end like the, maybe some main learnings from this podcast what they should implement into their product development on or if they decide to do mvp what's the what's the most critical part okay so fir- first thing first like definitely go and read uh eric ries uh book lean startup mm-hmm. and you know the the startup way those are really great books that helped me so much um for me the major thing is that i really want to you know um or the main the main point that i really want to make here is you know you don't actually have to make a line of code to get some you know validated learning and to learn more about your market about your customers and about the product and whether the business you will create or that will be created around the your product is sustainable and if it can you know generate enough revenue so that the startup the business can actually eventually survive the market because mm-hmm. it's you know wild out there and um and from our experiences it's usually the 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 hardest part of you know negotiating with with our clients and trying to explain them that they don't need application just yet for the thing they want to do there is a process beneath it that could be you know manually that could be done manually and we can learn a lot just by uh you know putting our own effort and work into it and you know potentially preventing the client from losing a lot of money by coding and building programming something that eventually no one will want, will want so i think this is absolutely crucial you know understanding that to find out whether your idea with your product uh could work and if there is an interest or need for it you don't need to build anything you just make to you just need to make sure that you are using approaches that will help you to learn uh about your market mm-hmm. and customers okay thank you very much and for those of you who 
uh, start listening this part of podcast. There is also the previous one where we're talking about the fake door technique and prototyping with Roman. And Roman, thank you for your time. It was uh, my pleasure, as always. Thank you for having me. It was a pleasure. And looking forward to having you here again. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Innovation Spotlight podcast. Should you have any questions or topics you would like to know more about, head over to our website uplifting.io and don't forget to follow us on social media.